1: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and
0: justice.
1: Today, Superman prepares for a final showdown with the mysterious Ghost Brigade and meets one of its villainous members face to face. In his guise of Clark Kent, he informs Perry White... Now, look, I'm all through fooling around, Chief. I'm
2: convinced the whole business is a well-organized attempt to discredit you and get you out of office. The activities of that ghost brigade, Councilman Hammer's investigation, and the return of racketeering to this city are all tied in somehow. It's just a vicious smear campaign, and there's only one way to stop it. I know that way, and I'm going to do it. (laughs)
3: Gang, all of us want to be popular with our friends. We want to be looked up to and admired. That's only natural. But it takes certain special qualities to make a person popular, you have to have the knack of getting along with all kinds of people. It doesn't take any magic formula to do that. It takes only a real interest in other boys and girls. When you say, hi, kid, what's new? Show that you really want to know what's new. Don't just say an empty phrase. Then listen carefully to what your friend has to tell you. Show that you really care about what's been happening to him. And here's another tip. You'll find that a popular boy or girl is never a fair-weather friend. He's never buddy-buddy with you when things are going your way, but out of sight when you're in a jam. He's always a good pal, a real friend. He's around when you need him, when the going gets tough, and he'll stick by you through thick and thin. Believe me, gang, true friends aren't soon forgotten. And finally, remember that popular boys and girls pick their close friends wisely. Their best pals are only the finest kids in the neighborhood. That's a proof that their friendship stands for something and isn't given lightly. They're on good terms with everyone, but their real buddies are tried-and-true boys and girls who rate with them because they are regular guys. Their skin color or religion or who their parents may be never enters into the question of friendship. Well, gang, those are a few suggestions for you to mull over in your mind. It's not some magic formula that gives a boy or girl lots of friends. It's just being a good friend in return.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman! (laughs) The mysterious appearances of villains long dead, the bloodthirsty pirate Captain Kidd, the western desperado Jesse James, Nero, emperor tyrant of Rome, and others, have thrown the city of Metropolis into a state of panic. Added to that, racketeers have once more invaded the city, and an attempt is being made to remove Perry White from the office of mayor. But now, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is determined to put an end to the reign of terror. Certain that the three odd pieces of wax he found at the scenes of the catastrophes created by the ghostly villains will lead him to whoever is responsible, he is making his third visit to the wax museum on the deserted grounds of the Metropolis Amusement Park. But this time, he is not alone. A strange, elf-like little man with a carefully trimmed Van Dyke beard and bright, twinkling eyes is with him. Are these the wax figures you made
4: for the museum, Mr. Brayvon? It is hard to tell in such bad light, Monsieur Kent. I'm sorry, but the power's been shut off. Well, let me see now. Uh. Oui. This one of a certainty I made. Mm, that's Jesse James, the old time Western bandit.
2: So I believe. All right, now tell me. This piece of wax I hold here in my hand, would you say it broke off the
4: wax boot of the Jesse James figure? Uh, may I have this small piece, Monsieur? Oh, yes, of course. Merci. Now we shall make the comparison. We of a certainty. It is the same wax, and it is a perfect fit. Fine.
2: Now let's check another one.
4: I think Captain Kidd is... Great Scott. Something is wrong, monsieur. That empty pedestal. There's no wax figure on it. But why do you excite yourself so, monsieur Kent? A wax figure is missing from the pedestal. It is not a catastrophe.
2: It might very well be a catastrophe. I'm afraid I'll have to leave you, Mr. Brabant. There's something important I must do. Oh, but monsieur, you asked me to come here with yes, you... Yes, on yes, the... yes, I know, but that empty pedestal has me worried... That's been the pattern for the past week, you see. A, a wax figure disappears from this museum and a few hours later something terrible happens.
4: But, monsieur, surely these things cannot be blamed on a wax figure. I don't know what to blame them on. All I can tell you is that they happened. I, I've got to go now. I'll call you at your shop. One moment, monsieur. Tell me just this. Yes? Why are you so concerned about the figure that is missing now? I'll tell you why. Because it's the figure of one of the most dangerous murderers of history.
2: A man who roamed the streets of London almost a century ago and took the lives of a hundred innocent people. It's the wax figure of... Jack the Ripper! Ah, oh, you're crazy! Can't you, Stark, raving Now, Look, Inspector, you've got to believe me. It's been the pattern all along, and now Jack the Ripper is loose on the streets of Metropolis. And uh, what do you want me to do? Send out a general alarm. Alert all patrol cars. Get every man on the force out of the street. Yeah. And what are they supposed to look for? A wax dummy? Well, no. Well, can't I have in time for a gag? Listen, this isn't a gag. Believe me. No. Then what is it? For a week I've been chasing ghosts, and now you want me to chase a wax dummy. The ghost is the dummy.
4: Oh, stop it, stop it. Now, look, Inspector... Please, Kent,
2: will you leave me alone? I haven't slept for a week. I'm a wreck. You won't sleep for a lot of weeks if any blood is spilled. It's getting dark, and he works in darkness. Who does? Jack the Ripper. Are you kidding? He's been dead for a hundred years. I know, but he'll be on the streets of Metropolis tonight. Remember, Inspector, I warned you. (laughs)
4: It's ridiculous, Clark. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right, now,
2: Lois, listen to me. Just listen to me. Oh, all all
4: right, go ahead.
2: Right from the beginning, the pattern has been exactly the same. Every time one of the so-called ghosts appeared, either in the subway or on the city dock or in that restaurant, the wax figure of that particular person was missing from the museum.
4: Who told you that?
2: The watchman at the museum.
4: Now, wait a minute. Now, you yourself said that he was a little wacky. I didn't
2: say wacky. I said queer. What's that got to do with it anyway? He saw the figures walk out.
4: He saw the wax figures walk out? Yes. And you believe that?
2: Look, Lois, all I know is... All I
4: know is I'm going home, and I suggest that you take a nice cold shower and go to bed.
2: Oh, where's the chief?
4: He's at City Hall. Now, look, don't bother him with this crazy idea of yours, Clark. He's got enough trouble.
2: He'll have more trouble before the night's over. Take my word for it. I'm going over to see him. Maybe he'll listen. (laughs) Do you honestly believe, Kent, that a wax dummy of Jack the Ripper is walking the streets of Metropolis? No, no, of course not, Chief. Why can't I make it clear to you and Lois and Henderson that I don't believe in ghosts? And I don't believe wax figures can get up and walk. All I'm talking about is the pattern, the pattern. What pattern? The pattern of everything that's happened. Oh, now look, Chief. When the so-called ghost of Captain Kidd appeared in the subway, his wax figure was missing from its pedestal at the museum. When Nero appeared at the oil fire, his figure was missing. The same with Jesse James, Geronimo, and Lucretia Borgia. Now, is that clear? Don't treat me like a child, Kent. I can understand English. All right. Then get this. The pattern of all these accidents have been the same. A wax figure is missing from the museum, and the next thing we know, a catastrophe occurs. And each catastrophe has something to do with the long-dead villain or villainous whose wax figure is missing. Do you follow me? Yes. Yes, I do. All and, right. And now the, the wax figure of Jack the Ripper is... Oh, no. No, Kent. Oh, nothing like that can happen in this day and age. But the police... Anderson... Henderson laughed at me. The police aren't taking any precautions. It's dark now. And somewhere on the streets of Metropolis, a cloaked figure is about to stalk his human prey. Don't say things like that. Don't I have enough trouble without you? I'll go... take it, Chief. No, it's probably for me. All right. Perry White speaking. Huh? Oh, it's you, Henderson. Now, look. Kent's here in my office, and he's been telling me that... What? What? Well, say that again. Good heavens. What is it, Chief? Kent, you were right. You mean... Jack the Ripper is loose on the streets of Metropolis.
1: We'll be back in a moment for the smashing surprise climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Gang, this
3: Sunday is a red-letter day. Comes May 16th, Americans all over the country will tip their hats and say, Howdy, folks, to the 100,000 new Americans who have just become citizens this year. What's more, they're going to welcome two million more Americans into their ranks as voters, for two million young fellows and girls are 21 this year and able to vote for the first time in these coming November elections. Yes, May 16th will be a gala holiday. It's I Am an American Day. There'll be all kinds of celebrations. In New York, for instance, hundreds of thousands of spectators, including some 30,000 new Americans, will jam Central Park Mall. Some of our greatest entertainers will be there to help whoop it up. Jane Roman, Alfred Drake, and Duke Ellington will be among them. And that's how it'll be from coast to coast this Sunday. We old Americans will be saying welcome to the many new Americans who have come to our land in search of freedom. Freedom to speak their minds without fear, to worship God as they please, to work for an honest living, and get a good education. These new citizens will give their strength and their courage and their talents to America and help make our country a stronger and happier place in which to live. Just like the newcomers from every land under the sun who helped to build America and make her strong. We're lucky to have these new citizens, just as we're lucky to have our 21-year-old new voters who take their places as full-fledged citizens of this I am an American day. So turn out. Join your hometown celebration. Show the world that you are proud to be able to say, I am an American.
1: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. (laughs) Quick, Chief.
2: What did Henderson say? Oh, Kent, it's terrible. Why didn't he listen to you? Never mind that. Now, what did he say? A policeman spotted a man in a long, dark cloak and a wide-brimmed black hat sneaking down 9th Street in the shadow of a building. Uh Uh-oh. The cop approached him and asked him what he was doing. Yes? The man in the cloak tried to get away, but but the cop grabbed him and told him he was under arrest. That's when it happened. What happened? The man pulled a long knife and said... Yes? He said, nobody arrest Jack the Ripper. Then he slashed at the cop with the knife. Fortunately, the cop ducked and the knife missed him. But he lost his balance and fell. And by the time he got to his feet, the man in the cloak was gone. Well, that does it. There's only one thing to do now, and even that may be too late. What, Kent? What? What can we do? You pray and keep your fingers crossed. I'm going out to find Jack the Ripper.
1: Leaving City Hall, Clark Kent ducks into a dark alley. And in a moment, his somber gray business suit has given way to the brilliant blue and red costume of Superman. Superman! I don't
2: see how I can possibly cover the whole city street by street in time to catch him before he strikes. But I'm going to
1: try. Up, up, and away! Rocketing up into the now darkened heavens, the fabulous Man of Steel, his red cape streaming in the wind, levels off 500 feet above the city. Thousands of streets and each one a possibility.
2: This is a job that may even be too much for Superman.
0: Away! Away!
1: in the north section of the city, Lois Lane is on her way home from the office. Turning a corner, she enters the street at the end of which is located her apartment building. For some strange reason, the street is dark. The street lights are out. Unconsciously, she quickens her step and pulls her coat tighter around her as though to ward off the unusual darkness. Then suddenly, unseen by Lois, a figure in a long cloak and a wide-brimmed black hat steps out of a doorway and follows her, moving silently as a cat. <coughs> Somewhere above the city, Superman is desperately seeking the very man who, at this tense moment, is dogging Lois Lane's hurried footsteps down a dark street. Will he reach that street in time? (laughs) Gang, whatever you do, don't miss Monday's episode of The Ghost Brigade. Something strange and startling happens as the Man of Steel solves the mystery and brings the story to an exciting climax. So be sure to tune in again on Monday, same time, same station, for the final chapter of The Ghost Brigade on The Adventures of Superman.
3: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the mutual broadcasting system.